Do you often leave relationships at the first sign of trouble when it doesn't seem to be working out the way that you want it to? Today, we're talking about that question, do you tend to leave relationships too quickly? How long should you stay in a relationship? You know, whether it's a new relationship or a longer term relationship. If you'd like to find out more about how to improve your relationships and have more fulfilling relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com or for more about this podcast, head over to therelationshipmazepodcast.com and press subscribe right now. Today we're talking about how long should you stay in a relationship or are you too quick to leave a relationship? Yeah, it's a question that um, I very often explore with clients uh, in counselling sessions. Um, this question of, well, I'm, you know, I'm not there, I'm not entirely sure about my partner. Um, there's certain behaviours I don't like. Um, I don't like some of their views. Um, I don't like some of the things that they're interested in. And is it time now to pack up and say goodbye and leave this relationship? Yeah, and this is really important because, you know, there is this thing where, you know, sometimes, of course, it's not appropriate to stay in a relationship. Yep. But there's other times where, you know, things may start off great, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that in a moment in more depth, mm -hmm. but then we start to notice things that we don't like. Like you said, it could be behaviours, mm -hmm. or it could be values, and I think those are very different as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, we start initially, when we go out with somebody, we have these rose-coloured lenses. You know, it's that honeymoon period, and everything seems great, and, you know, the things that... Uh, you know, even if it's squeezing a toothpaste from the middle of a tube, we might think, ah, oh, that's kind of sweet that they do that. <laughs> but then, you know, after a few months, those things that were sweet suddenly become irritations that you think, why can't they just do squeeze the toothpaste from the end of a tube? Mm. So it's those sort of behaviours that suddenly we get annoyed with. And then, you know, for some people, it's just that little thing that is a signal, you know, I can't cope with this person anymore. Yeah, I mean, most of the time it's, it's a little bit more than that, but it can be a trigger. Yeah, it yeah. can be the starting point. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's this sort of moving on from the early stages, as you say, of the relationship, uh, where there are a lot of projections are at play, where you're still projecting an ideal version of your partner onto the other person unconsciously, very often. So you might have an idea about. Um, what you want them to be, what you want them to like, etc. Uh, and you find out bit by bit that actually this person is not entirely what I thought they might be or what I want my idealized partner to be. And that's kind of then when these questions often come up, um, when you notice that there's this discrepancy between uh, fantasy and reality, so to speak, and you see the real person in front of you, you start to think, well, oh God, this is who they are. Do I really want to be with this person? Um, and then, and then there these sort of critical thoughts often kick in. Uh, you know, this: um, Do I want to put up with something that you know? With, with do I want to put up with a partner who's less than perfect? Do I want to put up with somebody who's not this idealized version of the the partner I have in mind? Yeah, so we start to see the cracks. So that's, I mean, that's one one reason. And another thing as well is that you know, for many people that beginning of a relationship is very exciting, it's very passionate. Mm -hmm. You know, for some people, it also has a lot of anxiety in it as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not always just that, but it, sure. it tends to be more exciting. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a rush. It's like, it's uncertain, which mm -hmm. that uncertainty also is, 
is it, it kicks the adrenaline kicks into our body as well. We get more of kind of rush with mm. all of the different chemicals and kind of oxytocin and all these different things where we've got this rush of things going through our body. Mm. And those things will wear off as we've spoken about in previous podcasts. Yeah. But what can happen is when it starts to wear off, we think there's something wrong with the relationship rather than realising, you know, this is just that actually these changes are natural. Mm -hmm. These changes happen. Mm -hmm. So we get addicted to that thrill of the beginnings of a relationship. And, you know, so some people just enjoy like that, that rush Mm -hmm. and always think there's something wrong because I haven't got this anymore. Mm -hmm. But the real key is that you you might think, well, is there anything wrong with that? Mm -hmm. And... Well, for some people that may work for a time, Mm. but at the same time, it means that you will never get that full fulfillment of actually exploring another, being with another person for a longer period of time and really getting to know somebody and really connecting with somebody deeply. Mm. And it's that longer term connection Mm. that for most people, well, for a lot of people, certainly is the most fulfilling connection they're going to have with another person. Yeah, and of course we're we're getting here a little bit into um, attachment style territory again. Um, so for for any for a for someone who has got a more avoidant dismissive attachment style, um, there often this this question comes up uh, possibly a, a bit earlier uh, in the relationship than for other people. The question of is this the right partner for me, particularly when the um, the um, the, the, the tendency is to idealize other people, to always put them on a pedestal, to always look for that perfect partner. The one is often this idea, this one person who is going to give me all. Um, when they realize, well, actually, this is not the person I've got in front of me, then they start to get, um, they start to often withdraw. Or alternatively, also when the relationship starts to get a little bit more intimate. Uh, when the other partner develops more dependency needs, that gets a bit overwhelming for somebody who is avoidant dismissive, and also when they notice their own dependency, which is might feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, I don't really want to rely on this person. I think I better get them out of my life, something like that. So I'm kind of hugely simplifying here, but that's that's sort of one of the uh, one of that might be one of the reasons why it's quite difficult uh, for you to stick in a relationship because it gets too intimate and therefore it gets a little bit too intimidating for you. Yeah, so we talked about several different reasons that we people might struggle to stay longer term in a relationship and some of them kind of cross mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's the sort of, you know, we become aware of those things that we don't like about the other person, mm-hmm. whether it's behaviours, values. Mm-hmm. We might be addicted to that rush of the beginnings of relationship which may or may not be related to attachment issues because also we live in a world where uh, or society certainly in a lot of the west i think where we get used to having things when we want them so Mm -hmm. we we have that sort of instant gratification yeah so things are readily available Mm. You, know, you want to find something out, you find it on Google straight away. Yeah. You want some food, you just phone up and pretty much can order anything. Mm. So, you know, I remember we were talking about this the other day that, mm. you know, when we were younger and when, you know, when I was at school and, and it wasn't that long ago, <laughs> it was basically, you know, we, only had, we only had a handful of television channels. Yeah. So something was on telly, it wasn't you could just choose to watch anything whenever you want to. Mm. You saw it there, you waited and you looked forward to it. So it was like an experience, like mm. something that that was kind of, yeah, it was, it was a more exciting thing. Whereas now, 
you can pretty much watch whatever you want to when you want to. So mm -hmm. we, we're in a culture where things are readily given to us. Mm -hmm. And I think that sort of attitude often crosses over into relationships that, you know, we can find a relationship, go online, you know, it's, in some ways it's easier and it has its own challenges as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can make those steps more quickly mm -hmm. and then think, well, if it's not working, I'll find another thing. Yeah. Like, you know, if I don't like this show on telly, I'll just turn up this a thousand other shows on I'll find something I do want mm. but sometimes sticking through those things mm. is ultimately the most fulfilling mm. sometimes we have to kind of work through those challenges um, because otherwise if we don't we're always going to be left with you know that narrow attention span which we talked about last week in the yeah. podcast yeah, yeah. where you know we need to, sometimes it's actually that process of working through things that allows us to have that deeper connection and sense of deeper love and I think for lots of people, the idea of, uh, I think what's also very scary um, is the idea of having conflict in a relationship, isn't it? So at the first sign of, oh, we're going to get into an argument here, <coughs> we're having difficulties, we think differently, um, for many people that creates a lot of anxiety around uh, the question of, is this the right partner for me? This idea of, it's this idealized version, again, I'm coming back to this idea of ideal, this idealized version of relationship where um, when you're in a perfect relationship, in a harmonious relationship, you shouldn't have any arguments, you shouldn't get into conflict, you should think the same always, you should feel the same. So there's this, this weird confusion here between um, what a good relationship would look like um, and what a relationship that needs to be avoided at all costs would look like. And if it's not harmonious, then it can't be good. Um, so it's a fear of engagement, I think, ultimately with your partner. Um, because conflict is good, isn't it? It shows that you that you care, that there's something at stake that needs sorted, sorting out. Yeah, and let's qualify that a little bit. Because when we're talking about conflict, we're talking about how you handle conflict. Sure. So if you start kind of shouting and screaming and throwing sure. things at each other, sure. that really isn't... Goods. Yeah, not good. No, it's yes. how you handle it. And having difference can open up conversations. Mm. So we can start to think, having that sense of curiosity about, you know, what's, what, how is this, how does my partner feel or think this way? Mm. And exploring that conversation, which, you know, might sound like an argument, but it can also be a kind of conversation. Mm. But it's when voices get raised. We've talked about this in sure, another podcast sure. with name calling, lots of different things like that. That that is not a positive side of conflict. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that's a really good caveat. And of course, if you are in a relationship where your partner is abusive, then we wouldn't encourage you to stay in that relationship. Then it's best to get out. Uh, yeah. Or if you're in a very toxic relationship, then I would say get out of it. Don't feel like you have to stay or you shouldn't stay in it because it's 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 not good for you. Um, so I'm not talking about that. And when I say conflict, it's more this uh, this idea that. Um, a recognition that the other person will have different viewpoints and that you sometimes clash about these viewpoints um, or you might have different needs, um, both of you different wants and needs and once in a while they'll manifest you want this, your partner wants something else and you're going to have a, you know, a disagreement about this and you have to resolve it that's normal in any relationship I'm always quite uh, dubious about these relationships where people say, oh we never argue we never argue. Everything is always fine. And I wonder, well, what, what's going on here? How is that possible? How is it possible that you can be in agreement about everything? Surely not. 
Yeah, I think it's how you define arguments as well. And actually, just we are releasing a course very shortly, which is on how to deal with conflict and arguments in your relationship. Mm. Uh, but I think sometimes it's how we frame it, because mm. you know sometimes you might say that you know we we have some arguments, mm. whereas to me I don't experience those as arguments because. My experience of arguments was when I was a kid and my parents were shouting and screaming and throwing things. And that to me is an argument. Right. Having, a dis- having different views and getting into a discussion where sometimes yeah. it's like difficult to kind of understand the other viewpoint, I don't see it as an argument. But right. you see, so it's how it's framed as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So it's how you define it. Yeah. Right? Okay. So difference of opinion, I suppose that's what I mean, or difference, ex- a difference of experience, yeah. different experiencing, which of course will always happen because you're, you're, you know, you're two different individuals in a relationship. Uh, you're not one. Yeah. Even if you want to be, you're never going to be one. That's not going to happen. You have your moment of union and coming together, but ultimately, you know, you are there's separation always, and and a, a need to kind of overcome that. Yeah. Separation. Yeah, and I think, so that's the key is that, and we've talked about, I think we talked about it in another podcast as well, is when you're starting a relationship is maybe noticing some of those sort of values that you do have in common. So there are some things that I think there's, it's very difficult to stay in a long-term relationship with Mm. if you have very opposing values about certain things, Mm. like very different political values. And we've seen this recently with, you know, just with a pandemic, you know, if you uh, basically, you know, if, 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 you have very different views on COVID. Like if, if you think one of you thinks it's real, one of you thinks it's not real. I mean, this this is going to be, I think, almost impossible to be in a relationship with. And I've read this in mm-hmm. articles on the newspaper, well, on, on, on BBC and things, where basically people have been in this situation. And it, it's almost impossible because these viewpoints are so different. Mm-hmm. And again, in terms of mm-hmm. other political views... Other views on love, like if one of you um, believes in sort of uh, polygamy, whereas somebody else believes in monogamy, uh, then, you know, that could be really difficult in terms of uh, maintaining a long-term relationship. So there are certain values that if they cross Mm. with your your partner, that I think it's very difficult to have a long-term relationship with. Yeah, or one wants children, the other one doesn't. Yeah, I mean, that's something that absolutely has to be sort of... Um, uh, worked out, yeah. it? Um, whether yeah. you you can kind of come together on that or not, and uh, there might be some people who are quite happy. I mean, they might, uh, in terms of having very opposing political views, they might still get on as a couple, mm. but it might be a lot more challenging. Certainly, a lot more lively. Yeah, well, more de- debates at home. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but you know, having some values and you know, having values, different kind of milder political values, is not a problem with that. Mm-hmm. So we're different certain sort of ideas about society and other things, but mm-hmm. they're not at a level where they're so extreme that we just think, how can you possibly think that? And yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not going to speak to you. So it's kind of you know, it depends. I think it depends on how polarized the values are and how willing you are mm-hmm. to explore the other person's values. And like I said, we will have certain values that are more important to us, certain things that essentially we feel are part of what defines us as a person. Mm-hmm. And if the other person has very different sense of values with that, then mm-hmm. it, I think it's very difficult to have a long-term relationship with them. Yeah. So it's at those points that it might be thinking, well, actually, no, 
unfortunately, this isn't going to work. Mm. But unless, yeah. exactly. I mean, unless, and I think it sort of takes me back to one of these questions about what's really important in relationships. Um, and is it worth hanging in this relationship and continuing, even though I'm not, I'm not so sure. I think there's something about the capacity to be open and to uh, a desire to overcome difficulties and challenges in the relationship. That is going to take you quite a long way, I think, uh, if you feel you can do that together with your partner. Um, so if you have somebody in front of you who is willing to do that and you're willing to do that, then I would think we'll give it a bit more of a go and see how where you really go with this relationship. Keep Keep on trying and see whether you can push through some of these difficulties, different views, etc. Yeah. Um, because it might well be worth it. Yeah, so absolutely. So it's the willingness to explore each other's viewpoints mm. and having a flexibility to maybe kind of compromise as, mm. as well. I think compromise yeah. is really important. Mm. And, you know, certainly, you know, if, if, uh, if our partner had identical views to us, identical values and everything the same, we'd probably find you'd get bored, you know, yeah. There is that thing as well. It gets stale. Actually, difference can be great. You know, that's what makes the world so fascinating is, is really difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so important. Yeah. But then I think it also boils down to maybe um, when you are at this point of, uh, of, of wondering, should I continue with this relationship or should I end it? Um, to be really clear, because I think often maybe people are not so clear about what, what is it that really matters to me? What are, uh, what are the, the qualities in another person that are really that important to me? Or how do I want to be impacted by this relationship? How do I want to feel in this relationship? Maybe start off with a list along those lines to really establish what it is that you actually want and and what you're looking for. And then you can kind of match that against the partner that you're with um, and see, well, okay, we might not agree about everything, but there are these other qualities that ultimately are more important to me. And that's why I want to persevere with this relationship and see where we're going. Yeah, and I think also just also questioning some of those things on the list, though, if you had a list, because you know, are these unrealistic expectations? Yeah. So yeah. sometimes these expectations, you think, well, do they really matter? So, you know, I know somebody who um, what was really important was for her to find a partner who had two degrees, who was over a certain height. And, you know, at the end of the day, these things sure. don't really matter. No, that's why I think qualities like, are more Yeah, important. so it's yeah. qualities. So, and also thinking, you know, are these, are these really important with that person? Are these qualities that really matter to me or are they qualities that maybe my parents told me I should find in somebody? Yeah. So it's, and it's also going inside and thinking... You know, if I do tend to end relationships fairly quickly, whether it's mm. three months or a year, mm. um, then thinking, is this a pattern in my life? Is this something I do quite a lot? Mm. And then if that is the case, then this probably signals that, you know, there's something within you in terms of maybe not kind of giving things the time, maybe not kind of exploring things or maybe having unrealistic expectations mm. that leads to this pattern. Mm. And very often what I also hear um, is uh, an expression of uh, a sense of um, partner as status. So the idea of, is this the right, is this a partner I want to introduce to my family or is it a partner I want to introduce to my friends? Will my friends be impressed with this partner? Will they think any less of me if I introduce this person to, to my friendship group? I, it's something I've often heard. So, so there's often... 
um, uh, some kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, an unspoken uh, fantasy here about what your friends might think you need, or, or, or as you say, a sort of a formula about what uh, a desirable partner might look like in other people's eyes. But does it really matter? I mean, again, it's sort of, it's a question that I want to ask if, if you if you're so concerned about what your friends might think about your partner, then maybe that's something that needs looking at first and needs challenging first, before you think about your partner. Um, you know, you might want to question about what's my sense of shame here. Why am I so worried about what other people might think about this person? Yeah, if, I mean, if you want to impress your friends, I always think like you know the idea of impressing your friends with a partner. It's like, what is it? Is it is it a person or a car? But yeah, even then, no, if you drive up with a flash car, like probably you might think, oh, I'll impress my friends with this car. Some of them are just thinking, oh, what's, what's, what have they got now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, there, but there is something in it. Don't you think that that's very true for lots of people? This worry yeah. about, is, is my partner attractive enough, for example? Um, if I take them along, are all my friends going to think, oh, wow, you're so cool because you have this super attractive uh, partner that you've just landed. That might be... On a very superficial level, that actually often guides people's choices. You'd be surprised how often that is a factor. Absolutely, and that yeah. kind of taps into something that I can't remember if I've spoken about in another podcast, but we probably might in, in the future otherwise, which mm -hmm. is the sort of conceptualised self, which mm -hmm. is this sense of who we feel we should be in the eyes of other people, mm -hmm. and how a lot of our lives we try and fulfil this, this ideal... Mm -hmm. But we're not really happy because it's not who we really feel we are. It's who we feel we should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another key thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think it's helpful to think about not so much about the other person or who you're maybe even what you're looking for, but about what do you what how do you want to feel in the relationship? Um, what are indicators that uh, that tell you that you feel good in this relationship? That you feel nurtured, cared for? That there's interest? Um, there is support, there's curiosity about you, there's openness towards you. How do you feel? That might be more might be more relevant. What are the indicators that tell you that these feelings are being met? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you, it, it's also kind of thinking, well, you, if you want to have a good long-term relationship, a fulfilling long-term relationship, you have to put work in. You both have yeah, to. You yeah. have to be both committed to investing your time, energy and attention to each other mm -hmm. regularly. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then relationships do get stale. Mm. You have to put your time into working through conflict. Mm. And if you do, mm. then you, know, you have a much deeper relationship. Mm. If you don't, you'll end up in another relationship where if it feels great for a little, then you have conflict, you end it. And there's this pattern of roller coaster ride. Yeah, I mean, I think it also depends on what you, what you want, what you need. Um, and if that's what you want, if you always want to have the thrill of the new, the excitement, the, the initial stages which are of exploration and getting to know the other person, if that's all you need, then fine. Then probably, you probably don't want to stay in a long-term relationship and just move on. Uh, and if that satisfies you and gives you enough of what you need, then great. But if it doesn't, if it leaves a sense of dissatisfaction ultimately, then you know I think this, these questions that we uh, raised today are very well worth considering. 
Yeah, it's like, and I know a lot of people that have done, have this sort of pattern, but nobody I know who has this pattern really feels totally happy and fulfilled with it that I've met. Mm -hmm. They do temporarily, but there's always a sense that there's something, you know, something deeper that's missing. It's this avoidant pattern. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, for myself, the experience of being with, um, what well, was someone long term or being with you long term, it's sort of, mm -hmm. it's that sort of deeper love, deeper connection that that only comes through time and is so, you know, can be so much more wonderful and kind of fulfilling than that short-term sense that you get from, like, that rush, the excitement, the sense mm -hmm. of passion. Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's true for you. Uh, and I yeah. think that's true for me, of course, as well. But I think it might not be true for everyone. So it's worth sort of uh, pointing this out as well, that, you know, there might, there might be some people who are living quite happily with short-term relationship of short-term relationship. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, absolutely. That's a choice, isn't it? Um, so, but in the end, as I say, it's down to well, how do you feel with it? If you feel happy and fulfilled with that, then that's fine. But if you're not, then you have to ask your question. Yeah, and in, it? and often when with, with anything short term, again, it's thinking: is this actually an avoidance strategy? Am I avoiding doing something by mm -hmm. just having these kind of shorter term relationships? Mm -hmm. And sometimes. We think the answer is no, but I think a lot of the time, you know, it's in lots of things. And we're talk about, so we've talked about this for anxiety, mm -hmm. is that we avoid certain situations because, you know, because essentially it becomes easier. It becomes a way of, of, of avoiding those kind of feelings that we might not want to confront. But by avoiding them, we also limit our lives. They often are less fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, as, uh, and I'm also aware, as we're talking, of course, what we are talking about is very much a, a monogamous relationship model, isn't it? It's not a polyamorous relationship model where people might have very different... It's interesting, I don't know too much about it, but uh, whether that uh, the same principles apply about getting to know you know, people in more, uh, in more depth and, and creating all these multiple intimate relationships. That's a, that's a discussion for another time. Um, I always have my doubts about that. I'm quite sceptical, but I would like to be convinced by someone maybe that I'm wrong on that score. Well, I, th I think one of the things, though, is that, and again, it's, it's not an area I know too much about myself, mm -hmm. but, you know, f from people I know who are in polyamorous relationships, again, this can be very long-term, too. It's not, Absolutely. again, it's not, you know, so, again, it is working through mm -hmm. conflict. And I imagine that if there's... Mm -hmm more than two people that that conflict may sometimes be more challenging to work through but again mm -hmm. you know being able to do that can would deepen that relationship and i'd imagine in a similar way yeah that's yeah. true okay so it's not just applied to monogamous relationships then yeah I, well i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought so mm. yeah so yeah so just to kind of bring just thinking about, is this a pattern? Is that a pattern that you're happy with? Or is it something that you feel, you know, maybe you do want a longer-term relationship? Or is something missing? Maybe you're avoiding something. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, it's then thinking, well, what can you do to explore the possibility of having a longer-term relationship? Mm -hmm. So learning how to deal with arguments, how to deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. No, you have to put work in to get something that's more fulfilling in the long term. You're part of those things that are most important to us. Mm -hmm. All of the things that are of value to us in life involve more struggle. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, those things that we have more struggle with, at the end of the day when you have them, you, have that re- you can have that real sense of fulfilment. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, I think it's about kind of sticking with it a bit longer. Uh, when you have that, no- when you notice that you have this pull to run away, to maybe question that a little bit more and to give the relationship more of a chance um, to stay with that a little bit longer, to stay with that discomfort or fear that you might have a little bit longer and to see, well, maybe we can, maybe I can take this a bit further here and see where I go in this relationship. Um, and my, from my experience, very often uh, working with clients who, uh, who had this kind of presentation of one relationship after the other, after the other, very short term, and always exiting the relationship, always being the one who, uh, who moved away and ended the relationship. When they tried this, um, this staying a bit longer, uh, pretty much everyone I've worked with, quite interesting, ended up in a long-term relationship and finding a lot of fulfillment with that. Mm. Excellent. Mm. Great. Well, I think we're going to bring this podcast to a close. So thanks for tuning in today. Please press subscribe. And head over to therelationshipmaze.com where we've got a course uh, that helps you create a more fulfilling relationship in your life. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Bye.